The sky was bleached white the morning Ellie went. The cloud cover, low and heavy and unrelenting, seemed to trap its light and disperse it, draining from it all colour, all hint of warmth or heat or joy. I could see it through the crack caused where the curtain caught on the radiator and hadn't been pulled wholly closed. The vertical blinds offered a gap-toothed smile as three of the middle strips lay curled on the sill, their plastic fittings snapped and not yet replaced. Eamon had woken early, rolling himself off the bed with a movement that caused the springs to creak in complaint as first they dipped, then rose again in his wake. He'd been awake for a few moments. I'd felt him turn from his usual position, facing the far wall, shuffle closer to me, his hand snaking up inside my T-shirt. He pressed himself against me, waiting in vain to see if I would respond, then gave up and went downstairs. Alone now, I allowed myself the luxury of moving to the centre of the bed, pulling the duvet after me, feeling the heat seep into my bones, imagining myself filling with light that would take away their ever-present aches. Eamon was rattling around in the kitchen, making no effort to be quiet, no allowance for the sleepers of the house. I could chart his movements by the bangs and clatters and the evidence of previous scenes he had left for me to clean on countless other mornings. The cupboard for a bowl, the casual pour of cereal, which would leave cornflakes scattered across the floor, the suck and thud of the fridge door opening and closing, the sloshing of the milk spilling on the countertop where he would leave the milk carton unlidded, the prangs of the toaster, the click and low rumble of the kettle, the chiming of the porcelain as one mug struck another as he pulled it from the wooden tree next to the teapot, the rising, quieting pitch of the water filling it, the stir and double tap of the spoon on the mug's rim, his smack and sigh of satisfaction as he took his first sip. I found some strange comfort in that game, played it most mornings when Eamon was going to work, then tested myself by imagining where in the kitchen he'd have left lying the various items he used for me to clean. There was something satisfying in each minor success, some validation that I knew my husband, knew my family, that I was a good wife, a good mother. Such small victories, as if they mattered. I must have dozed, for he appeared at the end of the bed seemingly seconds later, but the light had changed in the room, and my cheek was slimy with drool. I wiped at it with my sleeve as he bent to kiss me, leaning his weight on the bed, on me. His breath was warm and yeasty from last night's beer. I'll see you on Monday, love, he said. What time's your crossing? I sat up, gathering the duvet around me. Eleven. Best get a head start, what with all the checks and that. I glanced at the alarm. 7.30am. He'd woken early, maybe in the hope of sex before he left. With that unfulfilled, he was going on to work. I felt a little guilty at my earlier pretense, so kissed him, hard and open-mouthed, like a promise. Take care on the sea. He chuckled, low and scoffing. That's beyond my control. I'll ring you later. My Bluetooth is broken, so don't be calling me when I'm driving. Tell Ellie I'll see her on Monday. He stopped in the doorway and turned. I'm sorry about last night. You know how I get before I head off. 
I hate being away from home. I'm sorry too, I said. Be careful on the road. Come home safe. I will, he said, his hand raised in a gesture of farewell as he trudged off down the stairs. With that, he was gone, the room suddenly silent and wide. I stretched, heard the door shut tight. A moment later, I heard the deep rumbling of his truck engine, shaking itself to life. Scraping open the drawer next to the bed, I fished under my pants and tights for the box of cigarettes I hid there, grateful to have three whole days of freedom to smoke in my own house. After we married, Eamon told me he didn't like me smoking inside, because of his chest, he said, his allergies. He spent enough time cramped in the cab of his truck, crossing Europe, he said, without having to feel he was suffocating in his own home. Besides, he always added, it was better for me to quit. Better for my health. For Ellie's.